Hey there, empowered moneymakers. This is your host, April Keating, bringing you information on entrepreneurial and employment resources available to the military community. In today's episode, I talk with Rebecca Wolf of R2 The Rescue Pet Resort. Rebecca and I have been friends for several years and have navigated the entrepreneurial adventure together. She started her business as a side hustle and made the decision to take it full-time a couple of years ago. Rebecca stresses the importance of mentorship and positive association for professional success and attributes reading and listening to podcasts as valuable parts of her entrepreneurial development. She also addresses how tenacity and perseverance has led to the profitable and growing business she has today. Let's hear what Rebecca has to say. I am here today on the line with Rebecca Wolf, and Rebecca and I have been friends for several years now. We actually met because we worked at the same company. We didn't know each other, but uh, a mutual coworker introduced the two of us because he thought we had a lot in common. And well, he was right. <laughs> Over the years, Rebecca and I have become very good friends, uh, our husbands and us both, and we've spent a lot of time together. And not only is Rebecca one of my best friends, but she's also um, an accountability partner, a business buddy, a mastermind partner, and so many other things. So I would like for Rebecca to introduce herself to all of you and tell us, you know, maybe about what she does. She wants to kind of relive that, um, how we got, how we got introduced story. <laughs> Sure. Thanks, Friendy. So hi, everyone. Like April said, Rebecca Wolf. So what I do currently is I run my own business. It is a pet resort. So I think bed and breakfast, like everybody loves a bed and breakfast where you get a great bed, great place to sleep, yummy food, great um, adventures. But I do it for pets. Um, I do have people ask if they can come but I don't currently have beds for people, just dogs. Um, <laughs> and the irony to this business, um, so this is, I'm almost um, at my third full year anniversary, if you can believe it or not. Um, I, I tripped into this business, which is kind of funny. Um, most entrepreneurs will tell you that their path to where they are going um, is often filled with many detours. And this one definitely was, um, I did not envision this as a business opportunity for me, let alone what would be my sole income. If you told me this was what I was going to do 10 years ago, I would have probably laughed at you. Um, but I am very passionate about animals. I've done a lot of work with rescues and things like that. And so, when I had the opportunity to foster some dogs, naturally something that came along with it was taking care of other people's dogs. And I was just in the right place at the right time, if you will, where I realized this is a, this is a need. I can fill it. I love animals. 
um, let's give it a go and see what happens. So that's how I landed where I am right now. So I'm excited to see what you, what questions you have for me and just kind of chat about the last, you know, 12 years that we've been blessed to be friends and now business buddies. Yeah. So um, it's funny because normally when Rebecca and I get together, it's like, you know, two hours past like five minutes. So we'll have to watch the clock, I guess, for once. But um, I want to go back to like even before I met you, because um, I want to make sure that I let everybody know you and your husband, Rich, both are veteran. I don't even know. Like you were Marines. You're no longer active Marines. How like how how do I uh, address you in that regard? Well, so the Marine Corps <laughs> is unique in that we are never former ex or anything else. We are just always Marines. Okay. So you can call us Marines. You can call us veterans because both of those things fit. But it's never former or X. Gotcha. <laughs> and that's how you met, right? Correct. So we were both okay. stationed in North Carolina. Um, and I was on my way out of the Marine Corps when I met him. And um, he was still on active duty going through a staff and CO academy at the time. And I was actively searching for jobs in the DC area to start my government career and I wound up moving up here while he was still down at Camp Lejeune. And when he got out, he moved up here as well. And we've been here ever since. And here is Northern Virginia. Then when I met you, we were both working for a government contracting company. Right. And um, I think you were doing training at that time. Somewhere along the line, you, became, you, you got a job as a civilian with FAA, right? Um. Yeah. So actually, uh, kind of the nutshell of my journey, I got out of the Marine Corps and immediately went into a government job with um, DOJ, Department of Justice, at the U.S. Attorney's Office. Um, and I hopped around a little bit within government agencies. So I was at DOJ for about five years. I went to Homeland Security immediately after 9-11 um, and worked in the operations center up there. Um, I left DHS to go to MTCI, which is where you and I met. Mm -hmm. And I went there as a contractor still supporting DHS. Um, I left there, went to Mantech still supporting DHS. And then I left Mantech and came back into the government to the FAA. And I was there for seven years before I quit corporate America forever to start the business I'm running now. So at what point along that journey did you think, or did you ever think, you know, maybe I want to do my own thing? I think I've always known I wanted to do my own thing. The question was, what is that one thing? Um, I, you know, one of the reasons why I wound up in the Marine Corps right out of high school was because I didn't want to go to school because i did not particularly enjoy school, honestly. And I was kind of in this state of, I don't know what I want to do, but I got to do something and I need to make money. And so I'll go serve my country. Um, and then when I left the Marine Corps, still, you know, I was just four years down the road with the same thought process, but no better ideas. Um, so I think I've always known I wanted to, 
I've always known I wanted to control my own time. Um, but it was just a matter of finding things that was that were interesting to me that I thought I could excel at. And to be honest with you, it's intimidating to think about I am solely responsible for my income, whether this floats or sinks. And, oh, my gosh, how am I going to make it work? I think that was probably the biggest thing that held me back. You know, I mean, literally, you can start a business and do anything in this world if you put your mind to it. And that was almost overwhelming to me. So thankfully, I have had a journey where mentorship has come into play. You know, in those early days when you don't know where to look for things or how to start things or how to do things, having somebody in your life that can kind of guide you. And now I'll be honest with you, I can sit around and think, huh, I had to start a, this is my latest idea. I want to start a pop-up soup shop because I like soup in the wintertime. And, you know, if I ever get there, that'll be awesome. And if I don't, it's still a great idea that popped into my head as a result of years of training myself to think differently outside the box instead of, I wish somebody else would. Why don't I start this idea myself? Awesome. So you talked about looking for the mentorship and guidance when you were first getting started. So obviously you found that somewhere. It sounded like you were looking for the opportunity. You just didn't know what opportunity was there. And you were looking for someone to kind of guide you into that. Right. Where did you find that? Right. So that's kind of um, a funny story. I um, tripped into that. Also, I was in a class for one of my jobs and I met a guy who had access to a mentorship program. And how we started this conversation was a product that he was selling. He was actually drinking in class. And I had had that drink before. It was an energy drink. And I was unable to find it anywhere else after I had tried it at like a sports expo or something like that. And I went looking for it and couldn't find it anywhere. And at that point in time, which was like probably like 2005, I want to say, I didn't know what multi-level marketing or direct sales or any of that kind of stuff were. I didn't really grow up in that world where there was a lot of direct sales going on. Um, I know they existed then, but it wasn't a big part of my life. So I was unaware of how all of this worked. And when I saw the guy drinking this energy drink that I loved, of course, I'm going to start a conversation with him about, oh my gosh, where did you get that? I love that stuff. How can I get it? Well, that was an open door for him, obviously, to share with me um, not only the product line that he had access to, but the team that he was building his business with. And, you know, timing is everything. It was the right time for me because I was very unhappy in my current job. My commute was four hours a day. And so he and I started a conversation and he told me a little bit about his business team and all that kind of stuff. Asked if I wanted to come out and meet with some of the folks. And I'm a big gut truster, if you will. If, if the feeling in my gut is this seems right, I need to follow this through. I need to explore this, adventure this. I'll go with it. And so I did. And I dragged Rich along with me because 
something felt right. And that's literally all I could say at that point in time was this just feels right. I need to explore this opportunity. So we went, um, sat through a presentation. <laughs> and if any of you have experienced a um, direct sales or um, multi-level presentation before, it could go one of two ways. You could run away screaming or you could be, oh, this is a really great opportunity. I need to look into this further, which is exactly what I did. I learned how to discipline myself to read, discipline myself to make a goal for the day, to follow that through, to not just aimlessly read the funny papers, watch TV, go to sleep, to really live my life with intentionality. And through that process, I found people who I could really learn from, who helped me find my areas of passion and to become so disciplined that even if I was really tired at one o'clock in the morning, I was willing to better myself and read just a page in a book. So it, it really changed um, my life in that I stopped being so aimless in my pursuit of anything and really went after with intentionality, making me a better me. Um, and the mentors over the years, I feel like I have met the right person at the right time to kind of pass that baton off with where I was learning at the next level and always pushing myself at the next level to seek more information and to always ask questions and to be always be a student because if you stop asking questions and you stop learning you stop growing no matter what it is you're doing lots of great stuff there so a couple things that i pulled out of that so when you say reading you're talking about like personal development type books correct sure so i i chose a dichotomy of different types of books I obviously went with self-development, reading some of the timeless pieces of art, if you will, from like Napoleon Hill, Ogmandino, books like that. I also read a lot of books like Successful People's Autobiographies. I personally am a believer, and so I incorporated into that books that helped my faith. I probably would have at any given time four or five books on my nightstand that I would be reading. And, and let me just say too, as I would go through these books, I would highlight, I would reread my highlights the next day before I would continue on and just kind of reiterate, you know, those points of thought that were really important to me. I found, interestingly enough, through all of the different genres that I was reading, my vocabulary and my ability to communicate increased exponentially. Just from reading. Yeah, which I can tell now if I'm slacking on reading, I grasp for words. I know it's right on the tip of my tongue. And I'm like, I know I know this word. I've read it a thousand times. Da. <laughs> and honestly, it's important also to read for, I'll say read for fun. 
that can mean different things to different people. I like to read different types of magazines because there's really great information to be found in so many different ways. And I am a big listener of podcasts. I love good <laughs> podcasts. So one of the big takeaways that I'm getting from what you're saying is the intentionality. We're all very busy, right? right? I don't know a single person that's going to tell me I'm not busy, but there's a difference between busy and productive. Correct. And so taking a step back and looking at the time you have throughout the day, I'm guilty in that I like to watch a little TV. Now I know that it's okay to do a little bit of that. It's a, it's a decompression thing for me. But I also know that if I spend too much time looking at the TV, it's just mindless drivel. And, you know, what goes in is what comes out. Really what you're saying, you absorb the words in those books you're reading. Your mind absorbs them, you know, your whole being absorbs them. And that is the type of, of content that comes back out of you. So if you think about it from that perspective, when you have time to sit down and read, as you said, even just a page in a book. That's a very short amount of time, and you can still get value from one page out of a good book. If you're on the go, you know, like I know you listen to podcasts when you're out doing stuff with the dogs because you don't, you're, you're not able to sit and read something, but you do have, it's not idle time, but it's time that you can, you can listen to something and absorb it while you're also being productive doing something else. Right, Absolutely. So podcasts. And then, you know, the other thing is being very intentional about the people you surround yourself with. Because when you make the choice to read a book or listen to a podcast, you're putting that into yourself. But the people you hang around with, what they're saying, their essence is something you're also taking in. There's a saying, I don't know what it is right now, but basically that, you know, if you're around negative people, they're going to suck that any kind of positive energy right, right out of you. Negativity breeds negativity. You and I, I know both talking about podcasts, but you and I both were for a while. I don't know that as much anymore, but avid listeners of the Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast with John Lee Dumas. And I still use one of his sayings today that you are the five people you spend the most time with, which he took from someone else. I just don't remember who it was. Probably Napoleon Hill. Probably Napoleon Hill. Uh, Napoleon Hill, in his book, he talks about masterminds yeah. and choosing the people you're around intentionally so that they're pulling you up, right? So like you said, you're always, you're always moving up. So you're trying to get around next level people so that you can get to that next level. So it's interesting. I'd like to throw this since we're talking about association and influencing and stuff like that. It's been very crucial for me over the years to learn not to just put myself in groups where I can make good connections, but to make good connections within good connections where I keep my tribe very small. There's a you know really popular quote out there, and I think it's by Anonymous. So whoever Anonymous is, they're very wise, <laughs> that it's far better to have four quarters than a hundred pennies because while the value is still the same, the value is completely different when you look at the quantitative factors of the hundred pennies versus the four quarters. And so I would much rather find those four people who 
inspire me and uplift me and I can do the same for them than to be in a almost physically exhausting environment with a hundred people who, you know, you might have 15 that are really negative, 15 that are positive, 10 that are somewhere in the middle and you get all these different combinations and it makes you question yourself. Whereas if you apply that methodology of the five people that you associate with the most, you can be really particular about your mastermind and really chase the greatness that is within you by surrounding yourself by greatness. And that's really important to have people in your life that recognize it's a bad day. We need to take a minute and it's going to be okay. And you'll live to fight another day tomorrow. This is a great segue. So when you and I met, we were both working for a contracting company. And for me, it was probably a couple years later that I figured out that having a job and being a military spouse were two things that didn't work very well together. And I decided to strike out on my own. And everybody needs somebody to believe in them. Right. Right. And I didn't have that at home. So Rebecca was that person for me. I wouldn't have my business today, probably, if it, if it hadn't been for Rebecca and Rich, um, because they both were so instrumental in pulling me along by my by my bootstraps a lot of the times because I just was, you know, this is just hard. It's really hard. I, you know, I'm struggling big time. And they pulled me, they pulled me out of the muck and the mire. And, and really that's what those business buddies that you, that you really go deep with. And when you, when you find those people that you want to intentionally surround yourself with, because they do those things for you. But I can also ask her something and she's not going to candy coat it for me. If it's something that she thinks is not a good idea, she'll tell me, but she'll tell me in a constructive way. And I think that's also extremely important when you're looking for those people to have as part of your, your business circle or your, you know, or professional circle, because you don't want people that always tell you what you need to hear. Right. Exactly. You want, you want the people who are going to be real with you. Right. I had somebody pull me along and it's my pleasure to pull other people along. And I don't mind. I really think that's what makes the difference between a good business and a great business. And I see it here locally all the time. There's selfish business owners and there are giving and selfless business owners. And the ones who are selfless are far more successful, far happier, and just generally doing so much better. Money's great. We all know money's great, right? But you know, you cannot leave a legacy if you're selfish. So I think that's one of the things I picked up from my mentors and the reading that I've done and all that kind of stuff along the way is that, you know, you got to be willing to give mm -hmm. to get. Yeah. So true. And and you def definitely live by that ethos. So, um, you know, we talked a lot about how important it is to surround yourself with the right people. Um, and that's something I know that Rebecca has definitely found, um, she's killing it with her business guys. She has, you know, I remember when she was still working uh, and doing this business as a side hustle 
And she had a lot of struggle over, you know, when do, when do I quit? When do I, when do I make the leap into full-time entrepreneurship? And, um, because she had surrounded herself with those great people, she decided when it was the right time to make the leap. And and now she's just, she's absolutely killing it. So I guess what I want to ask you is, so uh, if you look back over your journey, your entrepreneurial journey, what has been the biggest catalyst for the success of where you're at now? Whew. Don't ask an easy question. I know. And I just sprung it on her, guys. I didn't even tell her I was going to ask her this. <laughs> I would say probably I'm a scrapper. I'm a fighter. And I think probably the biggest thing is I want to succeed. I don't want to fail. And what am I willing to do to meet my goals? And how hard am I willing to work? while maintaining my personal integrity, my business integrity, doing things the right way. And I got to tell you, it's been really difficult at times because nobody's ever hundred percent happy with you, no matter what you're doing, the buck stops with you. And that's kind of difficult sometimes because there's no other adult in the room to fix whatever the situation is. Like you have got to be willing to stand up, if you will, in the gap and say, I'm going to fix this issue. I'm going to make you happy, whatever the situation may be. Um, and I'm not going to lie. There are times when I have wanted to just find the nearest corner, curl up in a fetal position and quit because it's difficult. But I think because I know, and again, I'm a Christian and I believe that my life is not by accident. My path to here, this is not what I set out to do. So obviously I haven't spent my whole entire life thinking, oh gosh, one day I'm going to open a pet resort. But I have seen the faith and the influence throughout every step of this process. And I know that I've been given this for a reason that I am supposed to tend to this wisely and faithfully And in so doing, I am going to reach people, make friends with people, be able to bless other people, do great things so long as I stay the course. And there's never going to be a day that comes that something is going to be thrown at me that I cannot handle or find the resources and the support to help me get through whatever that struggle is. So I would say probably the biggest catalyst to all of this is knowing that I am living out my calling and it's my responsibility to do it the best that I can for as long as I can, or until there's something else that I'm supposed to be doing with my life. Awesome. So um, we didn't mention it earlier, but Rebecca's pet resort is called R2 pet resort. So the, the letter R number two pet resort. So tell us how, um, tell the the listeners how they can find out more about your pet resort and maybe even book a stay with you for the dog, not for themselves. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So the best way to follow along on the doggy journey is I love Instagram. It's quick. And when you've got your hands full of dogs and stuff, you can really quickly launch an Insta story. You can tag, the owners, everybody's happy. They get to see their cute babies and whatnot. So um, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook at 
R2 Pet Resort. And then my website, of course, is r2petresort.com. And there's a link for our social media presence on our uh, website as well. And it's super easy to book a stay. You just hop on the website, click schedule a stay. It walks you through the whole process, which I got to tell, I got to inject this really quickly, April. All right. Man, I tell you what, there is so much technology out there. It really behooves people to get a tribe to help them build a business and to walk through accounting software, website building, all that kind of stuff. Because the website that I have now is most certainly not my first iteration of one. And my booking and invoicing and all that kind of stuff, man, I really had to try out a lot of different stuff and learn to research for myself and ask questions, go to conferences and be able to talk to those vendors. So I'm really appreciative now. I used to think that kind of stuff was boring and whatever, but I'm really appreciative now. So anyway, my little side note there. Yep, you can find us at r2petresort.com, link quickly over to our social media presence. And if you're ever in the Northern Virginia area, Western Loudoun is beautiful. We're out by the Appalachian Trail and you can stop by for a visit. You can't stay, but you can stop by for a visit. And uh, would love to meet any and all of you. Feel free to connect with me on social media. Follow me on Instagram. I'll follow you back. And um, I'm excited for April to um, be launching this podcast. You guys, I've walked this journey with her for, you know, <laughs> a long time. And, and we've fallen in love with podcasts together. And I could not be more excited and more proud for her. And I'm really excited to listen to all that is to come. Um, on her podcasts and um, hopefully maybe meet some of you guys someday. All right. Well, thank you for your time today. And um, I guess we will catch you on the Instagram. All right. right. Well, bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the Empowered Podcast. I'm your host, April Keating, and I hope you found some valuable tips, tools, resources, and inspiration in today's talk with Rebecca. If you liked what you heard, please pay it forward and share with your friends. And if you want to support the Empowered Podcast, please subscribe and leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again, and I look forward to chatting with you again in a couple of weeks.